Hello, Tiger fans, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Hey Corner Crew podcast. I am your host, JJ Lang, and with me, as always, are my wonderful co-hosts. You know them, you love them. Nate, the little goon foss. We'll see how far we get with this. We've been trying to record for almost 40 minutes now. It's been <laughs> That's technical just... hell. Yes, very much true. <laughs> and the one who is now recording this week's episode instead of me, Dan, the Statman Scully. The audio screwed up. It's my fault. But it's also JJ's because his computer didn't work. My computer's being stupid today. It's all right. But I'm JJ for everything. <laughs> you blame me for anything anyway, so I'm not well, even phased by it. However, despite this being whoever's fault this is, we did have four very entertaining games this past weekend slash half week because we had games on Tuesday and Wednesday, which was stupid. So we're going to get right into talking about that. I'm going to throw it over to Dan, and we're going to start talking about the two women's games that were on Wednesday. Tuesday and Wednesday. Tuesday games are acceptable now. We've won two in a row. So facts. Well, I'll take it. I'll, I will accept Tuesday and games for now. You weren't there for that. either of them, which was even better. Which no, means I wasn't. Go on Tuesday games. I had prior engagements. Both hockey games, correct? Both hockey yeah. games. Yes. <laughs> All right, anyway, uh, on Tuesday. Uh, the Tigers hosted Syracuse in a reschedule thanks to the first winter storm that ravaged Buffalo this year or this season, I'll say. Yeah. Um, the Tigers started this game pretty hot. Uh, four goals in the first period, which uh, is tied for a season high with uh, both games of the St. Michael's series. Um, all of them were just not that it doesn't matter. You know, the saying goes, they don't ask how they ask how many, but these were all very good goals. Oh yeah. Um, I think three of they them weren't fluky at all. I think it's what two of them were tips. One of them was just a sniper shot. And the last one was just basically crashing the net. Yep. yep. Um, I don't think I don't think we scored an ugly goal all year, all weekend all week. No, Jeez, we didn't. Know. Um, um, Tigers did scare us a little there. Uh, we went into the first intermission up for nothing, but Syracuse would get two back in the second and one back in the third. Um, but. Amy Dobson was able to pick up an empty netter to finish the game with a 5-3 win for the Tigers at home on a Tuesday night. That was a great chip around the defenseman, too. Like That was was. just the hockey IQ that Amy has. I almost wish we had more more years of her. I mean, only Celeste had been behind (laughs) the bench sooner. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean... And also, the three goals that were scored against us were really just on defensive breakdowns. Like, they really weren't even on Sarah. There, there, there's, there, there was, I think, Dan, you correct me if I'm wrong, there was at least one, maybe two, where just no one was watching the back end, and Sarah's gaze was on one end, and they just kind of threw it around and were able to drop it behind her before she even saw it was over there. Yeah, I don't really remember Sarah Thompson's two goals in the second, but uh, Madison Primo's to make it 4-3 was just, it was, I don't know if you'd call it a partial breakaway, but it kind of looked that way from upstairs. Um, You know, nothing really Sarah was going to do about it. No. 
Um, Four goals on six shots, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, the shots still aren't there in big numbers, but they're starting to find the back of the net now, which yeah, is they are. a nice change from most of the year so far. So, well, and this game especially, but all even even Wednesday and the the previous week's Tuesday game against SLU, it it shows that when we can hold possession in the offensive zone, the talent is there to score goals and win games. It's just a matter of having the puck and holding it in the O zone so that we can do something with it. Oh yeah. And Sarah played phenomenally this weekend. Yeah, this she did. week too. I mean, how many how many times do we need to say it? I mean, exactly. I feel like we're just beating a dead horse with that. Like, yeah, say it every Sarah's week. Sarah's just Sarah. Sarah is Sarah. Like, it's kind of just becoming the. It's becoming the same old, same old. Like we just expect her to have a very high level of play every time she's out there. I mean, it's the strong suit of our team. I mean, oh yeah, a hundred percent. We're very good in between the pipes and. When you don't have to worry about that, everything kind of works itself out. Yep. Yeah. So you can play a little bit more free, which I think where sometimes those defensive breakdowns happen, knowing you have such a strong netminder, you can take a few more risks because you know that your goaltender is most likely going to bail you out, Mm -hmm. which I think six games left, I'd like to see RAT take a little bit more chances just based on the situation at hand needing yeah. to get points to get in. And can I also say they were very aggressive the first period. Like, Oh my God. Oh yeah. They were, in, it was nuts. Like they, they came were just, out flying. You could tell Syracuse was a little, they were light. fatigued. They were definitely fatigued. Yeah. Um, as a reminder for anyone that might not remember Syracuse because of this whole reschedule situation, they played last weekend at Lindenwood out out in Missouri, flew back, had to play us Tuesday, Wednesday, and now they're going to be playing at Mercyhurst uh, Friday, Saturday. So mm-hmm. they, they're, they've they got a lot going on in a short time span. Yeah, they do. Um, Tigers also went two for three on the power play and killed That's all sad. three Syracuse uh, power plays. Which was really good to see. Only yeah. gave up three shots on the power play on the when they were killing two. And that's yeah. when you can hold them to two or less on a power play. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Good game Friday. Or Friday. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> I hate it. I, still I hate, hate week- it. See, this is why I hate weekday games. That throws my entire week off. I still hate <laughs> it. Um. Then on Wednesday, the other half of the home and home, uh, Tigers traveled out to Tennessee. Uh, a few of us made it. Uh, Nate and JJ couldn't. I braved the slop that was the throughway. <laughs> um, the Statmobile. <laughs> yeah, we uh, corner crews decided that's the name of my car now. <laughs> <laughs> Not. Not a great game for the Tigers. I mean, unfortunately, it just, was close. Just, it's not even. It, I it's don't not even that it was it a bad a game. game, but it like it was, was close. There was there was a distinct um, difference between the second period and the first and the third. Yeah. Um, and just like the the trip to Tennessee earlier this year, 
uh, Syracuse scored early. It was only a little over three and a half minutes in. Um, it's it's always hard having a game start like that, and you're kind of on the back foot pretty much right out of the gate. Um, but they held them scoreless for over a period after that. Yeah, and they. The, the second was pretty much all Tigers. I mean, I think, what did I text you, Nate? I think we outshot them 14 to 6 or something in that yeah. period. Yeah. Ariel DeSmet was Ariel DeSmet in the second period. That's, mm-hmm. And I feel like some teams say that about our goaltenders too. And it's like, <laughs> it's just, you, you couldn't buy one in that period. I, Unfortunately. And I think they just... You know, like we said, they were so aggressive on Tuesday, I feel like, in the third period. I think if they get one in the second, it's a whole different game. Absolutely. I think yes. if they if they go into yes. the intermission tied at one, I think it's a completely different hockey game. But I mean, Tuesday's game, the first period ended, we had two players on hat trick watch, and it's like and then nothing and, and then nothing in the first on Wednesday. And if you don't give up that goal a minute and a half after yours, yeah. I, th- I think that can be very deflating because you worked so hard in the second period and you finally got one, and then all of a sudden you took a bam and it was in the back of your net. Yeah. The, Amy Dobson did score to make it 1-1 early in the third. Uh, basically just put home a rebound that was sitting in the crease. Um, not not that different than than the the goal that wasn't a tip or a sniper shot on on Tuesday. But shortly after, the Tigers took two penalties on the same play. Um, I only saw the trip. Dom only saw the body check, but they were both pretty blatant from what we discussed. Yeah. Um, it It's really difficult to kill a full two minutes of five on three. The Tigers weren't able to do it. They gave up a power play goal. Um, then, basically, a couple seconds after the the second penalty expired, they gave up another. Um, and that was pretty much it. Yeah, I mean the the Tigers had they had some. Um, I don't want to say momentum because that's not the right word, but they had something going towards the end of the third. They ended up drawing a penalty. Tigers called timeout. They pulled Sarah. Um, unfortunately, Syracuse was able to score a shorthanded empty netter, and that sealed it for them, four to one. But it was still a hard fought game. It the the fact that it was a three goal loss is not that was not a three goal game. No, it was not at all. But. The, the chances pos- were there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the positive takeaway from this series was you gained two points in the standings. Yep. You yeah. Gained that was two big. Points in the standings. That's huge. Lindenwood so, beating Syracuse. We'll get to it in a minute, but Lindenwood yeah, yeah. beating Syracuse, things were not looking good. And then so we got those two points back yep. that we lost in the hunt. And I, that's all you needed. I, I think I think we all agreed if we can take one of these two, we put ourselves in a very good position. With 100%. Mercyhurst coming to town this coming next weekend, um, those are going to be tough games. 
Those are going to be very important games, so we need people to show up. Um, let's go through the scores for this past weekend and looking looking ahead, and then mm-hmm. we'll look ahead to our next opponent, and we'll also talk about the standings after that for the ladies. So, as Nate mentioned, um, Sir, it, well, I guess as all three of us mentioned, uh, Syracuse went to Lindenwood back last weekend. They took the first game 4-1, uh, but Lyndon was was able to put up six goals on the Orange to win 6-3 on Saturday. Um, like we discussed in the last podcast, the league week is all sorts of screwy right now. Um, Penn State went to Mercyhurst for a Sunday-Monday series. Uh, they swept that. They won the first game 5-2, and... Mercyhurst took them to overtime uh, with Penn State winning 3-2 to two in that one. Uh, looking ahead to this week, it's less of a mess, but it's still a little weird. Uh, I was wrong about Syracuse playing Friday-Saturday at Mercyhurst. It's actually a Saturday-Sunday series. Um, Lindenwood flies out to face Penn State. Friday at 6 and Saturday at 2. And Syracuse makes that uh, rescheduled trip to Mercyhurst Saturday, Sunday, both games at 1 p.m. We're big Penn State fans this weekend. Yes, we are. Yep. Big Penn State fans this weekend. I don't think Penn State will have any problem with them, but I think we also thought the same thing about Syracuse and look how that turned out. Yeah. Right. And I don't I don't know that either any of us really expected us to tie Penn State and No. You know, and that's, no. that game is really what's putting us in a good good spot. Yeah. Because even if even if we do sweep London one in a couple weeks, if we don't have that tie, we're tied and they depending on what the tiebreaker is, we would still need to find a point somewhere. And so Looking at CHN right now, looking at the way the uh, CHA standings are, Penn State is in first with 17 points. Syracuse is in second with 12 points. Mercyhurst is sitting third with 10. Lindenwood is fourth with six. RIT is dead last and fifth with three. So theoretically, if you can get a sweep over Lindenwood in a few weeks, or even you jump them, or if you can even steal one from Mercyhurst, or tie with them, you're a point closer. Like, you can get there. But you need right. Lindenwood so, to keep losing games. That's the thing. We we can look at the rest of our schedule here. We hit, So, off this weekend, which is big, mm-hmm. get some rest after a hard-fought week, and then Mercyhurst comes to GPC. Then we go to Lindenwood, which is a nightmare in itself. So, if you can steal one from Mercyhurst, that would be huge because then be all you need is a split down there, which I think we would all feel a lot better if that was the case, not needing to win both. And then Penn State comes to GPC for senior weekend, the last weekend of the season. Yeah. So I think there's potential. There, there's points to get, points to take in the last six games, I think. The other um, thing to and think about. You look, at Lindenwood's, you look at Lindenwood's schedule. They come to Penn State this weekend. Then they're off. And then – we go there, and then they have to come back to Pennsylvania to play Mercyhurst. Yeah, that's going to so, be yeah, interesting. That's them. a lot for them. So I think those two games in uh, in February are going to be huge. My only thing is 
part of me starts wondering if towards the tail end, if a team like Penn State or Mercyhurst, like if they get a playoff spot locked up for sure, are they going to just rest people and say, forget it against Lindawood and just let them do what they want? I think Penn State has a spot locked up. They do. No, but I mean like Mercyhurst because they're right now, they're behind on Syracuse by two. And Lindenwood is it? Well, Mercyhurst Mercy Mercy got two games in hand. Out. Yeah, so, I mean Mercyhurst has, but they're still in danger of falling out. So they could. I don't think they. Well, because if you look at it this way, say Mercyhurst doesn't beat Syracuse at all, and that series against us becomes huge because if we somehow go in, like, if we take three out of four, we're right up with them. Yeah, especially if if we do sweep Lindenwood that last weekend of the year, when they play Lindenwood and we play Penn State, that I mean that becomes huge for them. So then they would have to play their players against Lindenwood, and then yeah, who knows? But I think that the CHA standings are far from set. The playoffs oh, yeah. are far from set oh, yeah. with four weeks to go. And I don't think you can even. I think the only thing the only thing that's probably not going to change most likely is Penn State at the top. They're going to sit there and ride it to the end. Yeah. And even then, I don't think that they're, I don't see them wanting to rest anybody in that last series against us because they're, they're high enough up that I don't know that realistically they're competing for an at-large bid, but the tournament, the tournament for the women is 11 teams now. So right. it's a lot they bigger could than be. what it used to be. There, so. there, there's a chance, and they're not going to want to let off the gas in case something happens with the teams that mm-hmm. are above them. Penn State is currently sitting on the bubble in the pairwise. They're they're at what they're eleven at, or twelve? They're at eleven. So they they would have to hope they need to they need to win. Yeah. So they're not going to let off saying. the gas, even if. They've got the number one seed in the tournament locked yep. up when yeah, they come they, to GPC. They need to win because they could possibly, I know with how the pairwise works, it might be tough for them to jump Clarkson, who's at 10. But if they can hang at 11, they might be all right. Well, that's the auto bid for CHA. Yeah. That, yeah. That, oh, that's where that – so if they don't win CHA and they're sitting at 11, they're out. Cause, oh, that's oh, I see what you mean. Okay, I got you. That makes sense. Yeah, so it, it's like it's like on the men's side that 16th spot is for Atlantic hockey. Yep. So that's just how it is. It's how the pairwise works. It's how everything works itself out. So, so let's talk, let's let's talk Mercyhurst real quick while we're here. Unless you want to wait till the next episode to do that because they got the weekend off. I think we should wait because that way it. We're talking about the same weekend in the same episode. Yeah, good call. All right, so switching gears then. The men had their series done at the Mullet Arena this past weekend. Nate, if you play that stupid trumpet theme, I'm going to kick you out of the podcast. <laughs> so I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Funny. I'm not. Not because he doesn't want to annoy you, but because there's copyright concerns. Well, both. Yes, um, I'm more concerned about being taken down from YouTube. <laughs> That's a good point. And Spotify. Um, Spotify. That being said, I'm throwing it to Nate now so we can talk about the uh, embarrassment the men dealt out to ASU this past weekend. Imagine being an Arizona hockey fan. Ouch. Must be tough. 
watching uh watching a team lose every single night in your own building um until the Vegas Golden Knights show up. All right, we get it. <laughs> Move on. Big 5-1 win on Friday uh, down in Tempe, which, by the way, that building is phenomenal. That that place looks awesome. All joking aside, it really does look good. Um, it is a nice building. It also looks better when we're winning. Um, yeah. <laughs> RIT scored all five of their goals right in a row. Tyler Mahan, again, kid's on fire. He wants that Rookie of the Year award. He, he might Atlanta get it, Hockey. too. He wants it. He wants, he wants it bad. bad. Back-to-back um, it with Wilkie. Tanner Andrew finally got going again. That was good. The power play went one for three. The penalty kill went four for five on Friday. So typical RIT hockey game pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, three goals in the second from Andrew Moritz and Isabel. Isabel is hanging around with Mahan too a little bit for uh, at least rookie on the, rookie of the year on the team. Um, good to see Wilkie put the puck in the back of the net. I know he, it's been a couple games for him. So, and then Tommy was Tommy. Yeah. And I feel like we I say that say. about both teams' goaltenders every <laughs> I, I, week. There's, what what Pretty else much, do we need yeah. to say? What else do we need to say? <laughs> I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just Tommy funny that Tommy. we say it all the time. <laughs> I mean, he's um, fantastic in goals. So, like, why why say anything else? It's a good game Friday. Um, the penalty parade was still a thing. Two 10-minute yeah. misconducts for the Tigers. Oh, oh my God. I wanted to tear my head off as soon as I saw the first one. I'm like, we've been so long without one, and then here comes one already. Well, the Laskowski one can't can't be Cody. chirping it off. Uh, Listen, we know how to get away with it. We learned it from Nicholson. You chirp the linesmen because they can't penalize you for doing that. They definitely so can. They can call a 10 minute misconduct. They're less likely to, but. Very true. Now we're going to have Craig call one in a women's game just to prove that he can. <laughs> Look, man, we were all really Craig, sad that Craig, Craig wasn't call it on, um, call it on Penn um, State. Sears. Yeah, and Penn State on like their best players. Like, with with our luck, Craig's um, never gonna get to call a game at RIT again the way we talk about him all the time. <laughs> and chant his name when he's we in were the arena. Chanting his name at Mercy. <laughs> Anyways, back awesome. back to the Arizona. Um, but other than the penalty parade, 34 minutes of penalties for RIT. Back number one in the country in penalty minutes, by the way. Hell yeah. I want that. I honestly I'm at the point our PK is so good. I want to have the most Just keep doing it. I really do. Um could you imagine winning Atlantic, making the tournament, being number one seed, and having the most penalty minutes in the entire country? That's just a meme we, I want to ride with. We have most penalty minutes in it per game by almost two whole minutes on this show. <laughs> The next T-shirt design is going to be Cody Laskowski in a law in like a in a, in a prison in no in a no in a prison uniform. <laughs> no, that's even worse. Uh, uh, yeah. So, good win Friday. Um, that one felt good. Felt really good. Oh, yeah. Um, and then Saturday. That game was another, interesting. Another penalty parade. Um, that's for sure. Um, my penalty minutes. Do we have this one? Oh, Only twenty-one. 
Only 21. That's not pathetic. Um, (laughs) ASU got out to a hot start. They were up 2-0 two minutes into the second. And we were like, all right, ASU showed up. After they didn't show up Friday, even though their coach said it was all puck luck. I'll get to that in a minute. Um, There's a rant coming. That clown. I used to respect him, but... uh. Not anymore. Um, Dimitri getting... uh, Getting his second of the year. Good for him. I knew yes, once sir. he got one, he was going to start putting him back in the mat. Um, and then Petrucci. Um, Tanner Andrew got his second. Cody got his second. And Calvin Boots. Again. Bootsy. Love it. Bootsy has found his yes. place as a forward, and I'm kind of loving it now. He's a role player, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Just move, uh, I, I, move. I love his style of play. Just, Move him to a new position and let him roll. Like it's, our, it, was a, it was a good good idea by coach. Our fourth line of Boots, Petrucci, and then the rotating of um, Andrew Miller, Andrew Miller, Evan Miller. Um, Andrew Miller played for us years ago. I, have, I think uh, you. I think you right talked about me. that during like the men's. He's made this mistake. Yep. No, 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 no. I've made it a bunch he's of times. Made, he's this made this mistake so many times, and he keeps mentioning that Andrew mm-hmm. Miller used to play for us. And I'm like, Nate, people who have lot of watches long enough just know this by now because you've screwed up so many times. I love. I loved Andrew Miller. He was one of my favorites. Um, I think the fourth line, everybody that's been on it, has been absolutely phenomenal this year. I mean. I hate numbering lines and because people are like, oh, fourth line, they're they're the worst line on the team. That's not true at all. No. Our fourth line, it's the grind, it's the grind line. I love it. They're they're the ones that go out after after a goal scored on us. They throw the body around and they get the momentum back, which is huge. And you need that on a team, especially a team with so much offense like we have. Mm-hmm. Gotta have a line that maybe doesn't score all the time, but when they do, it's pretty fun. So Oh yeah. Um Power play went 0 for 4 with one shot. That's not good. Um, but the penalty kill was 6 for 6. So, Bingo. Gotta love it when the PK goes perfect on a weekend. Mm-hmm. Wish and they didn't Colby, have to. Colby had a pretty good night in goal, too. Colby was good. Colby was really good. He earned the chain, too, didn't he? He did. They gave him the yeah. chain. Did we really only have 20 shots? In, in the, we outshot 35 to 20 in this game Just on Saturday. Did not see, yeah, it did not. Wait see a minute. So we were 25% shooting yeah. that night? That's wild. Yeah. I mean, I'll take it, but it, that did not seem like it was. Hey, man, 10, 10 goals scored in one weekend. Take it and run. Yep. Colby, 32 saves and three goals he gave up weren't really, they were whatever. Not at all. Um, I thought he played well. And I honestly say, Having Colby Matthews as our backup goaltender is fantastic. It's insane. <laughs> like he could start for some programs around the country. Oh yeah, and it's nice to have a guy like you know, God forbid, knock on wood, Tommy gets hurt, knowing that we have somebody behind him that can come in and play just as well and it's, win hockey it's, games is great. So good weekend. Um, if I ever have to hear Narco again during a game, not during warmups, I will be very upset. Um, <laughs> so overhearing that every five freaking minutes during um, that live stream, all you heard was that. My the favorite corner crew goes to a Mets game and gets traumatized. <laughs> my uh, PTSD. 
it, one thing to say, I, I'm i glad we got a sweep because the amount of excuses that came out of their program for that weekend oh my God. was unbelievable. And uh, I'm also going to go on a Four goals went off our own player. Two of them were clean shots. Two were great deflections from our guys. And stop one making excuses. Empty net. You, so got stop making excuses. you got beat fair and square. You got beat fair and square. Stop Oh, whining. did you lose to the Atlantic hockey team? Oh. And my response to that is, there's a reason we're ranked 19 and you're not ranked at all. There's a reason you don't have a conference, you bum. And there's more than one reason, but and you're you're four NHL draft picks. Hmm. And how Hmm. about lost to ours? Yeah, Yeah. all our NHL draft picks. Yep. How about the fact that there was it their radio guy, their TV guy, when the on the stream. Literally that was encouraging over, the line brawl. Yeah, he was encouraging line brawl, and he was encouraging them to skate down to the other end and just go start fighting Colby during the middle of the game. I'm like, wh- how are you not? How was this program not being joke, joke of a program? Joke of a program. Uh, how, how does the NCAA hear that and not go? Um, you need to do something about this guy because we don't want our radio people just openly encouraging fighting during our college athletic events. That's not exactly were, smart. JJ, they were just mad that they were losing to the Atlantic Hockey School. That's all. It's all right. We all know who runs that program over there, so it's okay. Chris Howard. I'll name him all day long. There's a reason their football coach got fired also because he violated NCAA bylaws. Makes perfect sense for them. Scum program, scum athletics program. They think they're hot shit because they're in a nice new arena. Sorry for the swear word. but (laughs) (laughs) It's the first time you've said that on this show, I think. Nope. So let's take a look now at the rest of the league from this past weekend because there was actually games on the weekend and not in the middle of the week. Thank you, CHA. Um, Let's take a look at those scores, and then we'll kind of do a standings breakdown before we look ahead. Oh, no, we'll look ahead, then we'll do our standings breakdown. All right, the rest of the league. uh, Friday, Sacred Heart hosted Holy Cross. They skated to a tie. We're not going to argue about this, Nate. Nope. Uh, (laughs) Sacred Heart won the shootout. uh, Nah, Sacred Heart won, so it's a tie. Not even going to attempt to parse your logic on this. Nope. (laughs) Mercyhurst hosted AIC, beat him 4-1. Canisius went to Bentley and beat them 5-1. Air Force hosted Niagara... And the Falcons won that one six to three. Good. Uh, on Saturday, AIC <laughs> was able to take two points from Mercyhurst with a two-one overtime win. Um, Canisius and Bentley skated to a two-two tie with Bentley winning the shootout one nothing. Um, ah uh, yes, Bent WSO. What, why Why does it have to say Ben? Why is that funny to me? Ben was so. <laughs> oh, um, man. You know we're going to bring a get funny. bent whiteboard to Canisius, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, continue, Dan. Sorry. Um, Niagara earned the split with a 2-1 win at Air Force. Sacred Heart. Uh, made sure that they took five out of six from Holy Cross with a four-one win. And thanks for the help, Holy Cross. And shockingly, all of the games that week were on Friday and Saturday for the league. 
Um, so this coming Friday, uh, tomorrow, as we record this, it's weird recording on a Thursday. I don't like it. It's weird uh, recording in the middle of the afternoon. Yeah, dude. but yeah, that I cool. don't mind. We're, this, we're a late night podcast recording group. Th- this is literally t- just for those listening. It's two oh nine in the afternoon on Thursday. So this is like real weird for us. Um, so RIT will travel the Holy Cross, which we will get to in a minute. Um, Canisius has a battle of the bridge with Niagara. Uh, why is that not a home and home? Why are those both at Canisius? Because the Atlantic hockey schedule sucks. Yeah, that's Canisius probably doesn't. Answer. And honestly, after what happened last year at Niagara when Canisius went there, they probably don't want it at Niagara. Refresh my memory. Matter. The Niagara student section tried to start a fight with. <laughs> no, Seabra. not tried, succeeded. <laughs> there were no fists thrown, JJ. You weren't there. Um, I knew people that were there and saw it happen. I know people that were there. Well, yeah. Anyways, continue. <laughs> Sacred Heart heads to the uh, Connecticut Ice Tournament. Uh, they a will... stupid name for a tournament. <laughs> Good lord. Connecticut Ice Tournament. Oh, it's they... the Connecticut Ice. They will face Quinnipiac on Friday. They're going to get smoked. Quinnipiac's like Probably. number four still, aren't they? They're going to get smoked. They were literally the number one team in the country, got swept by some, like, what, unranked team, and then dropped oh, they lost Oh, they lost to Cornell and Colgate this past weekend. So Ouch. Well, Cornell's ranked. Um, Plus, Sigurd doesn't win anything. God, they get so cocky after they win something. I know, right? I don't think it's called the Commander-in-Chief's Trophy in hockey, but we've got a battle between Army and Air Force down at West Point. That'll be a cool game to watch. Um, I want to go to one of those. That game is there. sold out, by the way, for those who were watching this. That they're, game is totally both, sold out. They're both sold out. Yep. And I want, I want to go to that game one year. It sounds like such a fun environment. Yeah, it does. And Mercyhurst will host Bentley. All of Friday's games start at 7 other than the Mercyhurst game, which is seven oh five, because reasons. Um, on Saturday, Sacred Heart will either face Yale or Yale. Connecticut. Yale. It'll be Yale. <laughs> It'll be Yale. It'll be Yale. And I, I hate that I just said <laughs> I. I'm reading directly from the schedule, which is why I said I, Connecticut. I can't believe you just said Connecticut. And not but it, it's UConn. <laughs> The 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 Syracuse fan in me hates that I called them Connecticut. <laughs> um, that game will be at a time to be announced. Um, I'm assuming that's because the championship game for the tournament will be after the consolation game. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, no, then the Sacred Heart game would be at four no matter what. Because they're playing Quinnipiac who's hosting. Yeah, but so maybe they're not doing it that way. It all depends because Bowling Green, when we played in the icebreaker a few years back, got stuck playing the early game on Saturday because they lost to us. Nope. No, RIT played Ohio State first. I was there. That's not how it was scheduled. Maybe that's how it happened, but 
You know what sucks is that there was nobody at the RIT Ohio State game except me, Zoe, and the pet band. <laughs> Yikes. And a couple of other random RIT people. But. Um, and then the rest of the series wrap up. Uh, Air Force at Army at 4. Bentley at Mercyhurst at 5.05. RIT at Holy Cross at 7. And Niagara at Canisius at 7. Watch party Saturday. Yes. Let's talk Be about there. this. Let's talk let's about go. this. Let's talk about this series. Obviously, we've played Holy Cross already this year. Um, we did take five of six from them earlier. I expect something very similar again this weekend as well. That's I mean, that's kind of what my prediction was gonna be too. Holy Cross is a team that I said in that series I did not want to play in March. And I still <laughs> stand by it. They are a very good hockey team with mm-hmm. very strong goaltending. I mean, Jason Grande and Thomas Gale have been. I mean, Jason Grande has really taken the puck from Gale, or the puck, the net from Gale this year. Um, yes. He's got six wins on the year. He's got a 912 save percentage. I mean, they've got good goaltending. Yes, they do. So do not expect a high scoring series. Um, I think if either team gets over four, it'll be shocking. Maybe not four, maybe five. I'll be shocked. At, I think the goaltending on both sides. They're just going to be really good this weekend. I think. All right, I just can Holy Cross put the puck in puck in the net more than we than we can. So that is how the game works. I was going to say thank that, you. That, that thank is you, how a game is won, Nate. Um. <laughs> thank you. No, it, it's the like. Can they? Can their offense? Keep, yeah. I think we're going to. I think Holy Cross is going to learn a lot about themselves this weekend going into the postseason. And Holy if they Cross even, is, if they get in, I mean they're kind of hovering like middle of the pack right now. So who knows. Yeah. Um, Damn, wake up. It's the middle of the afternoon. There's no excuse to be yawning. I've also had two cups of coffee, so... Very true. I shouldn't um, be yawning at all. Let, let's let's go Let's do our predictions so we can talk about the standings, because I think that's more interesting, personally speaking. Um, so we'll start with Dan, go to Nate, and with me. I don't say this very often, but I, I'm going to say we're going to sweep them. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning. I think, I think we get more points this weekend than they do, in whatever combination you want, four, five, or six. I just, I think a sweep is most likely, but I think I think, I think so you could see five, possibly. I I really do think we're gonna get more of the same. I think it's either gonna. I think these games are gonna be close, and I think we're gonna come out on top in both of them, whether it's an overtime win or an actual win. Is... It's gonna there's there's gonna be some good hockey this weekend. Oh, there for sure, hundred percent. I, I think across the board in Atlantic hockey too, there's gonna be a lot of good games this weekend. But oh yeah, um, we have a game in hand on Sacred Heart, and that's coming this weekend. And they're gonna have a game in hand on us after this weekend. So with you need to make sure you win that at least one of these games. Yep, to keep up. I on. mean, we could have a nine point lead if we sweep this weekend on Sacred Heart. That's gonna be tough for them. So that would be that's hard to recover from. So from math, maybe not that bad in Atlantic hockey, but so let's jump into standings talk now. So we obviously talked earlier this week. Um, a bunch of us in Discord. If you're not in the Discord, definitely, uh, there will be a link for that in the description here. It's all over the place. You can find it easily. Um, so the way the standings currently sit right now, RIT is first with 40 points. Sacred Sacred Heart is second with 36. AIC third with 31. 
Mercyhurst is fourth with 25. Niagara is fifth with 22. Holy Cross is sixth with also 22 points. So there's a two way, there's a tie for fifth. Um, seventh place is Army with 20 points. Canisius is eighth with 17. Bentley is nine with 14. And Air Force is sitting dead last with 10. So, quick little like math fun facts. The most um the most points Sacred Heart can gain in the standings, like they can end the season with at most fifty five points if they run the table conference wise the rest of the year. That is the most they can end up with from from the math. Possible done. too. It's very possible they could do that. At the same uh, time, they've got they've got four against AIC. Yeah, that I was going to get to that. They so, have to play. They have to play AIC twice in a three week span. That's going to be tough for them to win four, four times. Four times. Though. That's going to be Two, really. I, hard. I know what you mean. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. So, because I believe the I believe the first one is at AIC. There's they play someone else, and then they're at Sacred Heart for the last series, or is it flipped? It's home and home on a Thursday, really, and a Saturday because AIC has to play Thursday. Then they then Sacred Heart plays Army on a random Tuesday. Weird. Um, and then Sacred Heart and Tuesday. You games. have your own building now. Why are you playing on a Tuesday? Maybe it's being rented out by someone else. Maybe they enjoyed it last year, even though we beat them both times. Yeah. Um, then they host Air Force. They go to Canisius, and then they end the year with a home and home against ASC. That's going to be tough. Um, so, so not a not a crazy easy schedule, but not a crazy hard one either. So it's kind of like a weird one. It's much more difficult than ours. For for sure, I don't know about that. I think this weekend's going to be tough. I mean, Canisius is always a toss up with Barchevsky yeah. and Matt. And I mean Niagara, I mean Niagara's still good. That's I mean they're a, a little bit of a they're in a sl- they're in a little bit of a slide. They're right skidding now, they're a still, bit. They're still good. And then, it'll be interesting to see what happens to Niagara this week. I think we benefit from having four home games to end the year. Mm-hmm. The fact that we're I mean, realistically, after the second Niagara game, we could play all home games the rest of the year until the NCAA tournament. And realistically speaking, after this weekend, so, we technically have home games the rest of the year because yeah, the two games at Dwyer are home games, yeah. I think, is how many people we're going to yeah, bring. And the yeah, one lone Friday game at the Harbor Center, that's a home game for us also, really. Our house. The C-Block probably won't even be there because they got basketball or something. So who even knows? It might just be us dominating that whole game, just yelling at everybody. So who knows? Curious, though. It wouldn't matter Um, if C-Block showed up. You'd dominate the game by yelling at everybody. I mean, yes, that's very true. But at the same time, like 50, like 80 versus 8 or 80 versus 0 is a difference. There's going to be zero Canisius fans there. They're at (laughs) Niagara for basketball. Oh, yeah, they're all going to be at Niagara. (laughs) There's going to be nobody there. So do we go sit in the C block for that part of that game? No, no, we do not. We'll corner crew to the other. We do not do that. That'd be kind of funny, though. Damn, Anyways. I really wanted that to have, like, a good amount of people at that game. Oh, well. Nope. So, that means and... that looking at, <laughs> look, looking at kind of standings-wise, if we can get more than 55 standings points, well, if we can get more than 55, we lock first place. Because that is the max amount that Sacred Heart can get. So, Sacred Heart basically has to win out and hope that we, we play some we, 500 so hockey the, the rest of the way. So, the magic number is five. Yes. You need to win five games. If we win five games, Sacred Heart loses a game, then it turns into four, and then it turns into three. Which basically realistically means... we could realistically 
Yep. We could have the one seed locked up after Canisius. Realistically. Yes. Because say sick. Well, no, because they're non-conference this weekend. After the after the Niagara series, we could have the one. We could have the one seed locked up going into four straight home games. Well, because the the way it looks is if can if we sweep Holy Cross, sweep Canisius, and win one at Niagara, it's over. We've got one, and we've locked. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So, and then if if Sacred Heart ends up getting swept, even if they lose a game, I don't I don't think Sacred Heart gets swept in any other series. I think no, they're they probably they probably won't, but they're good for one win every weekend here on out. But, yeah. So that so that. Those four Sacred Heart AIC games are very interesting because that's mm-hmm. a potential semifinal matchup. Yep. Yeah. Very much so. And I'd be very okay with that because I'd rather only play one of them. Than both of them. <laughs> than both of them. <laughs> so, I Honestly, I would rather play AIC. I'd like to see Mercyhurst maybe jump up and put some pressure on those guys. So. It's possible. And, Mercyhurst and again, or Niagara jump up and get, put a little pressure on them. And because, again, the, the bottom of the leaderboard is still is neck and neck. Like Bentley, Canisius, and Air Force are very close still. Yeah. I mean, because Bentley's with only With Air down Force like, having two games head-to-head against Canisius. Yeah. And, and I, I said it I said it last week. Air Force is not out of this. No, no, they're not out of I, it at all. I honestly still think they've they still got be. a hard road, though. And let's they're, also not yeah. forget that we it's still, not we, easy. But let's also not realize that their club goalie is currently playing for them right now. Is he starting? Yes, because they had two goaltenders get guy blessing is hurt. Their backup got hurt. Their third string guy left the team. So literally all they have is the club goalie. That's all they've got. Dom and I looked into that so that we realized all they have is the go- is the club goalie. So I don't want to say they're out because they like like Dan said they still are very much in it. But with a club goalie, like I don't even know, man. Like that's hey, that's hey, tough. Nick Amato won two games for us. All right, that's that's very true. But there, it's also us. So <laughs> that was the greatest two weeks of RIT hockey I think I've ever watched. And if this dude has to play <laughs> the rest, Nick of the Amato season, made a thousand saves. <laughs> Yeah. Won two games. Hey, he did what he needed to do. You know, yeah. But this guy hasn't won. He's won what a game against Niagara, and that was pretty much it. That was shocking when they beat when Niagara lost to them as badly as they did. I could not believe that. Niagara is not are, bad though. You are totally discrediting Niagara, and it drives me nuts. They're a good team, JJ. I'm not. Yeah, just, as, I mean, they're as, a good hockey team. Well, as no, we established, I'm not saying like I was shocked they lost to the Air season. Force. That's what I'm saying. Niagara yeah. is good. It's not that Omaha was bad. <laughs> yes, it's that well, Niagara no, that, was good. That's what I'm trying to say is the fact that Air Force beat them as badly as they did was like, wow. Like, I honestly thought Niagara would oh, sweep them. Oh, I'm weekend. sorry. I misheard you. But yeah, don't still, talk crap about I, me. I'm like, I'm like, wow. They, I'm like, man, Niagara, you guys kind of suck for losing well, that game. Look, it, it's <laughs> hard and it's so hard to go out there and play. Oh, yes. 100%. We saw it. We lost the game out there. The game yeah. we should have won, but we lost. Well, they also were Air Force at that point in the season was a very different team personnel wise. They've been, I think they've been the biggest surprise this year. Uh, They have been really, really. I really thought they were going to be better because they brought all but one guy back Mm -hmm. and they were young. And all of them got hurt pretty much. 
Yeah, so injury, many guys hurt. It sucks for the them. The injury bug is brutal sometimes. Yeah. But I like mean, I said, they're not out of it. They no. still have two they still have two head to head games against Canisius. They have two games in hand on Bentley. Yeah. So Who does Bentley play this weekend again? I try to remember. I had it up. I don't anymore. I I'll, I, I'm checking it right now. Uh, Mercyhurst. Yep, Mercyhurst. Okay. At, at Mercyhurst. I mean, if Bentley can steal two points and jump Canisius, or two, two, two points, two games, or even if they take one and tie Canisius if they split, and Canisius loses one or something like that, who knows? Like Because mm-hmm. Canisius has... Niagara. They got Niagara. That's They're home against Niagara. That's very interesting. We'll see. I mean, I don't want to try to predict what's going to happen. I think we just got to no, see I how don't. it plays out. Uh, ideally, yeah. we really, ideally, we really, really, ideally, we need who's one and eight. That's all we really care nope. about at this point. I think all we care about is what we do. I mean, we control True. our own destiny. Yeah. yeah. The other teams are going to do what other teams are going to do. We control our own destiny. Get, like we said, get those five wins to end the year. We have to go 500 to get the one seed. Like, that just blows my mind. Like we could it's, go and let's we're gonna go more we're gonna go better than five hundred. Right? I think now, we know that this team has the potential to yes. actually. I mean, I did say it, I still mean it. I think there's still the possibility of winning out. It could happen. I'm not gonna guarantee it, but I mean, you can't. No, say it it, it would be hard to do, but it's, it's very hard to do, do it though. It's it's, possible. it's not impossible. I mean, and win, winning out if it happens would could actually really help our pairwise, especially if we sweep Niagara. Because of how well Niagara did out of conference mm-hmm. this year, yep, those games that'll boost massive. Because let's not forget, right now we're sitting 19 in the USCHO poll and we're 18 in the USA Today poll. Polls don't matter. 17th in the pairwise. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. That's, number that's, that really matters. that's the big one. Yeah, that's the number that matters. The polls don't mean shit. Sorry, I did it again. <laughs> well, they're, um, well, hey, they're they're there. So beating Niagara twice would boost us big time. Could potentially boost us into at-large conversation. Yeah, which I will feel much better about that, especially if we have to play Sacred Heart in the championship. <laughs> yeah, I mean, guys, I'm... you're gonna so sit, sit, fast forward a little bit over a month from now. We're previewing an Atlantic Hockey Championship between <laughs> Sacred Heart. My my iPad will be shaking because I will be so nervous. <laughs> I mean, I will be so nervous. I also but, look at this and I go, man, do I really want to clinch the number one seat at Niagara and just let Chad Veldry have it when we go out of there eh, with it? it would I want to do it at home. I mean, I yeah. I will also say this is playing out like for, for and Nate's going to hate me for saying this, but this is playing out like us gaining the one seat is playing out a, kind of a lot how the Yankees ended up getting their AL East title where it's like halfway through the year and they're sitting there going, yeah, they have to go sub 500 for the Blue Jays to even catch them. Like at this point, I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but it's very likely that it's going to happen. So I wouldn't be nervous about us not getting the one unless something really crazy happens. It'll be. It'll be interesting for sure. Interesting weekend for sure. I mean, Sacred Heart being idle or playing out of conference helps i don't i don't know if it helps per se but well it gives it gives us a chance to gain some ground on them and it makes them nervous because now they got to play more to catch up yeah um obviously we can't talk forever about um stuff with 
conference standings and stuff, but there is a link pinned in the RIT Hockey General channel in Discord mm-hmm. uh, where there's a bunch of data that you can look at to do with. Which is honestly really fun looking at, too. It's kind of interesting yeah, to play around with that stuff. And if you're um, not in Discord... Get into it. I'm going to... Let's segue into that right now. I'm going to end by saying... Um, Student government is hosting a, well, hosting planned at whatever. They're hosting a watch party on Saturday at seven o'clock at the Wegmans Theater, um, at the Magic Center building on, at RIT's campus. If you're off campus, somebody's um, gonna have to let in. <laughs> it won't be that. It's it is very easy to get to. Um, there's a parking lot right in front of the building. It's very easy to get to. It's I know where it is. It's just kind of get in the building. Yes, you can. Um, all the all the doors are unlocked on the weekends, Nate. Um, don't tell people that that's a horrible thing that's that's open information um <laughs> anyways so that watch party is going on uh special thank you to dan Talbot for helping us set that up that was great on him for doing that um that being said we're gonna wrap it up now we've been going for quite a bit um if you have not already subscribe to the youtube channel hit the hit the notification bell so you are notified when new episodes go live uh like the episode if you if you like what you heard here and if you like rc hockey Leave comments. We do read all of them. Cough, cough. Aaron Huss. Um, Leave more now. comments so yes. that Aaron more comments engagement. More comments besides Aaron's, please. Um, not that we don't like seeing his comments, but more than just him. In the description, you will also find links to all of our social media accounts. That being, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram is the big one that we've been using a lot lately. Um, that one's been really fun. Also, in the, in the description will be a Discord link that you can use to get into the server and join that. Um, it's been a ton of fun in there. People discussing all kinds of things like the playoffs coming up. And we use Discord to plan trips like the one to Canisius. And we will be having a thread going up very, very soon for planning the trip to Niagara, which is going to be massive. So you better be there for that. That being said, all that aside, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please have a great rest of your evening. Go Tigers. Roll tech.